SV Pod is presented by QuickBooks. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at quickbooks.com. Welcome, it's SV Pod. Stanford Steve is here. I am back. Freckly as a Looks like Deadpool. It's fine. I get I get burnt on my lip. Do you get sunburn on your lip? Do you put lip balm on your lip or chapstick or something? Constantly, constantly, constantly. Really? At the end of the week, I got like bubbles. <laughs> it's like it can't be good. I'm going in, Steve. I'm going in in May for a little once over with a with a dermatologist. I have a feeling they're going to take a look at this six foot six hunk of uh, bumps and freckles and just be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I actually just did mine this past week. So hey, 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 good hey. luck. Hey, everybody, everybody out there, every other pod out there is talking about Will Smith slacking uh, Chris Rock in the face. You got 13 feet of dummy over here talking about dermatologist, dermatological exams. That's how you start a pod. Get yourself checked, fellas. What, you got any stuff you got to get sliced off? Yeah, of course. Are you okay? Yeah, good to go. We're ready, baby. Are you kidding? What a week. I got it. Yeah. I was going to tell you about the thing that's growing on my forearm that looks like an eraser. <laughs> that's always a good time. <laughs> no sure sign you're just elderly that you just start looking like, what the f- is that? I was going to say, you're just sitting on the beach, bored out of your mind, taking it all in like, wait, what's this? What's this? Let's, let's examine. Why do I have an eraser growing out of my forearm? <laughs> like, it's a perfect circle eraser. And it's now it's neck. It's, it's like a third nipple. It's on my forearm. All right. I feel like this is a great start to the pod, everybody. We are, by the way, the only pod in America that's not going to dive headlong into the Oscars. Unless you want to, Steve. I don't. I'm good. Okay, I'm good. there you go. Let's let's all try to get along. Yeah. When it comes to brackets, we're the ones that told you we love Miami as a, as a double-digit <laughs> seed to make the second weekend. <laughs> And I think we gave you Michigan and the South, didn't we? To make the second weekend. We did. Outside of that, I'm fresh out of ideas because your boy didn't do well. But man, what a phenomenal Final Four we have. Oh, You can argue about is Villanova a true blue blood in the sense of all time? I'd say they are simply because of the number of titles and the number of Final Fours. They're top 10 in Final Fours. They're top 10 in titles. I get that they don't have as much history as a lot of the Indianas and UCLAs, but in my for my money, Duke, Carolina, Nova, and KU, that's, that's about as blue as you're going to get. And after a tournament where we had St. Peter's, all credit to them. Hell of a run, hell of a story. They're figured to be a, a game where the reality of the stage and the moment hit them, and it didn't until they faced Carolina. But all credit to them. I think the tournament's been awesome. We haven't had a ton of the buzzer beater type of stuff, but games have been largely compelling. The Elite Eight games, I think, kind of fell flat compared to some of the other games. Like, if you got a Duke-Texas Tech game that you're going to use to grade others, going to be hard to match that. Let's talk about Duke-Texas Tech. I was at Carolina Duke in Durham, and I came back from that, and I said two things. They don't guard, and they don't run anything. Well... That offense in the second half against the best defense in America shot 71%. The the, the back and forth, the high level, 
got to have it buckets that both sides hit until Tech finally just somebody was going to miss and they kind of blinked. Mm. That that game that game to me is is what the tournament is. Loved it. <laughs> we always say high level, right? You know, mm-hmm. when, 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 you know when you're watching it. Yeah. I thought I thought the first half of Kansas Miami was insane with the swings that were going in that, but. But the ability to put the ball in the basket, knowing the talent that's on the floor in that Tech-Duke game, really blew me away. And I didn't think Duke was going to be able to do it. Uh, We knew about their inability to defend. And when they got down to it, man, they made plays. And you got to give credit to them. And they came out, uh, you know, whatever it was, the horn sets, you know, the elevator screens. I mean, it's like they They went zone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's that's the big just. Uh, I, I get that your identity. You know, we talk about that a lot in sports, in all sports. Have an identity, okay, great. Well, part of your identity, if you're Coach K, if your rep is you're the best coach has ever been, is that you punt, and your guys want to go zone, and you go zone, and it works. Like if you identity is I'm the smartest coach there is, so I'm gonna not go man and get torched for 40 here <laughs> sometimes you gotta you gotta be willing to be to be malleable at the age of 75 and now as we talk looking at the injury that Nova suffers and man your heart goes out to Justin Moore oh Kansas when they play to their ceiling as they did in the second 20 minutes against Miami is pretty Ooh. horrifying man. they can they can really do it on both ends and defense turns to offense in the blink I think the most talented teams Duke and Bancaro can get buckets. Roach has been a, such a difference maker with his ability to get buckets. I mean, they probably got more pros than anybody left. As we talk right now, who do you like? I like Carolina. Uh, I, I just think because they've seen Duke Scott, and I think that's what you saw with Texas Tech and Arkansas especially. It was like, all right, we can prepare. We'll be ready for it, this and that. And then Mark Williams comes out and, like, blockage shots and the way he could come up in front. I was, I was, I was really surprised at how Arkansas could not figure out what to do with the guy in the middle against that zone. And they just totally flamed out. Now. I also think they exerted a ton of energy against Gonzaga and they needed every single second of it. And, and that's why, I mean, Kay said forever it's, you know, play for the weekend, win the weekend. And you could see that experience. I thought helped them. They were ready to go against Arkansas, who, you know, the end of the first half was huge. But when I look at Carolina, Scott, like Caleb Love against UCLA, are you kidding me? Like, make, like that was that was insane. Yeah, can't make bigger buckets. What what speaking of adapt, I mean, look, Hubert Davis, I'm gonna get to Carolina here in a minute, but you know, you switch it up and go Davis at the one and love at the two. Change, change what they were. Change what change them. Manic has found another gear. Every time he shoots it, I think it's going in. He's one of those guys. It's it's crazy. You know, how I pure that looks. And I have you ever seen him in person? No. Because I will, what, I will this week though. Hey now. Because hey. I, I love to watch shooters in person because I look at two things how much arc is on the ball and how much rotation is on the ball. Because I I I, <laughs> I say this tongue in cheek. I was I was a good shooter. That's the one thing I could do is shoot the ball. But obviously not at this level. I mean, I don't think I need these disclaimers. But so I'm interested in just watching great shooters. What does it look like off their hand? Manic, it's perfect high arc and a it, the type of rotation that it feels like it could rip the net out of the rim. 
like and everyone looks the exact same off his hands. And that that's interesting to me because not every shooter is able to get that same look of, of the release. You know what I'm talking about? I, I know not, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it looks different off a guy's hand if he's if he's kind of moving to his right or moving to his left. Every shot that I saw that Manic took, and he shot a ton in Durham, and he missed a lot. He doesn't give a crap. He's going to no. put it up. Uh, they're they're an amazing story because it turns into well, the ACC was really underrated. Kind of feels like the Pac-12 to me last year. I guess. I mean, look, who Miami beat? They took out a two-seed in Auburn. We both liked Miami mm-hmm. in that game. Yep. But but Carolina, and I, I wrote one big thing for the show about them. They, they weren't underrated. They were exactly what they were. They were, an, they were in plain sight. Here's what they are. They're the team that got their ass kicked by Tennessee. They're the team that lost by 29 to Kentucky. They're the team that got beat by 28 by Miami, by 22 by Wake. They were down 20 at home to a bad Pittsburgh team. That's who they were. Until the last weekend, they had one quad one win. They went from Lenardi's last four in going into that Duke game to the last four standing. And it's all, in my opinion, going into Durham where everybody treated them like an afterthought. Yep. Winning that game, and it's the rarest of things. It's the true game where the outcome benefited both teams, in my opinion, because it, it gave Kay a chance to tell everybody, shut up, stop talking. This is unacceptable, but the season's not over. And it got everyone's attention on the Duke bench. All right, we got to be better than this. And it made Carolina believe, well, if we play like this in this yeah. building on this day, who can't we beat? And now what have they done? They took out Baylor. That Marquette team that they played was was not a team that lost by 30. They just get out of here. Beat them to death. Beat the one seed in Baylor. Beat UCLA in an incredible game. They benefit from getting a St. Peter's team that eventually is probably going to play like a 15 seed, and they did. But but that was Carolina, too. They played that way because Carolina made them play that way. And I'm looking through the overall seeds of the final seeding of the tournament, and they come in, they are the 30th. Seeded team. And there you go, right in the middle as an eight. And to see what like you knew, I thought it was huge to have the, the days of prep before UCLA because of how versatile Cronin could be and UCLA with the experience. Yep. But when it came down to it, I just like when you watch Carolina, you have to shoot over 55% because when you miss, you're not getting it. No. They They've, I, I want to say going into the Sweet 16, it was five of seven games. So now it's seven of nine games, seven of their last nine games. They've had over 40 rebounds. That's insane. And Bay when you cut, watch Bay it, cuts, there's a reason why Baycott was, you know, some people in the ACC felt like he was right there for player of the year. Alondis yep. Williams from waking it up, getting it. But Baycott was a, not just a double double machine, but I mean, a bit high number doubles. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I just, it, it all come together and Hubert deserves a ton of credit. And I think, when it comes down to it, he did what he had to do to motivate those guys. Because when you watch Carolina, it's like, all right. I mean, these guards were doing whatever they were doing at the beginning of the year. And now there's a purpose. And there's, I mean, Caleb Love. I mean, and I loved before the the St. Peter's game and the press conference watching that. Where it was just like, it, it, it's about us. Like, we don't care what seed we're playing. And I'm like, this team is, they're scary right now. They are. And, they are, they are really, really scary. And like I said, the fact that they've seen Duke now twice in person um, 
I think means a lot and, and, and bodes really, really well for Carolina. A couple of things. Number one, to our former colleague, Hubert Davis, universally regarded as one of the fun, one of the nicest, happiest dudes you'd ever talk to. Like, I don't think I ever had a bad conversation with you when nope. we were colleagues. You just you just didn't and you don't be upbeat all the time. Positive, optimistic, all everything that. you want. Everything. Yes, all that. And it wasn't a great start because they weren't losing. They're getting trucked. And you're like, huh, maybe this is maybe this is a lot. Right. Seeing him unable to speak yep. after they won. It's no secret. You all know me a while. You know, Steve's the same as me. We, but it doesn't take a lot to get us emotional. It just got me emotional watching him uh, just choke up about what mm-hmm. it meant. And, he, and what did he say? I'm so happy for them. Yeah. He wanted them to experience what he experienced as a player. And I'm, I'm, th- I'm just, I'm thrilled for Hubert because it, it, it was bumpy at times. But you talk about playing your best at the right time. Holy crap. They were, they've been great. And now, look, all week long, There'll be think pieces and this, that, and the other. All I know is on Saturday night in New Orleans, Louisiana, Duke and North Carolina are playing in the final four. And you can't script it. You can't make up something in sports that's bigger than this. If Ohio State and Michigan or Alabama and Auburn played in the college football playoff, <laughs> that's what it, this would be. Mm-hmm. They never have. And Carolina has a chance. <laughs> Carolina has a chance to give K a loss in his last game in Cameron and a and a loss in his last game as the coach. And if you're talking about rivals like this, arguably the best in sports, and you have that opportunity to give him two walk-off L's, that's forever, man. You know what yeah. I'm thinking? That's forever. And on the Duke side, you get an opportunity to you can never erase that that loss in Cameron because Carolina gave it to you. But it would certainly answer and and it would make that line about the season's not over, which is what he said in that building that day. Uh, I mean, it it gives it an opportunity for, you know, the the perfect walk off. But here's the thing. If you beat them, then you're going to have to play KU or Nova. And and that's what makes this final four, I think, just. Just fascinating. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On on the other side, I want to I want to ask you a couple questions about games that teams that didn't make the final four. How about what? How about Houston against against Arizona? You want to talk about men? You want to talk about Adult Swim? How about Calvin Sampson's guys? How about him just coming out in his Jordans and sweatpants and having a team that is just as rugged as there is? And I I don't want to say that's the only way, but like thinking about going into Villanova. Houston, you're looking at Villanova. They're already down uh, Langino, who got hurt, I guess, in practice before the tournament, which is a brutal uh, injury because of just how good of an athlete he is. And knowing, like, all right, Houston can't shoot as well. That's the only way we have a chance. And then they go 1-20. Yeah, uh, but Villanova, I mean, you saw in Jay Wright the first time out that he gets interviewed. Like, we knew it's going to be tough. We're still trying to figure out how to get Justin and Colin a shot off. Uh, but we're going to keep trying. And I, I mean, I just love the bill. I, I I just thought they would go to the rim later in the game, knowing that they kept getting the pump fakes. Like that's why you pump fake all the time is to get guys up. But now in the crucial time, they're not going to jump. And I still thought there was a couple of uh, plays at the rim where it confused me what Villanova did. Uh, but regardless, Houston, this was about them and the chance that they had because they have a perfect, uh, mentality coming from the American. Nobody respects that conference and knowing that, I mean, transfers, Texas tech all over the place, getting a taste of it last year and getting manhandled in the final four by Baylor who ended up winning it and having almost, a, 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 I should say not almost, but a, a totally different group of guys with the injuries, the transfers, the guys they lost and to be that close. And, and that that's what really hurts guys. When I see teams like that, Get to the biggest point of the season and not play their best. Yeah, it's that, a bummer. That that's that's what really really hurts um, because we go down the line too. Like watching, I think it's coming out this week, but uh, Providence had an all access. They gave a peek of with their locker room after the game to Kansas. Like I I was going through tissues like nothing. Watching <laughs> Cooley, Cooley talk to his team. Oh, uh, it's and, the best. Aaron, those guys, man. Like well, you know, uh, Samson said, we cry, we we cry. You cry because you care. And yep. You know, you could say that about both those guys who did tremendous jobs. Oh. I, I saw Samson after they beat Arizona. Samson walked out and stood in front of their fans. And, and I just thought this was so perfect. He before he took his, his shirt off? <laughs> but it was before that. He took his right <laughs> fist and he pounded it into his left palm over and over. And it's clear. What does he say to his group? We just pounded the one seed mm-hmm. and just made him like no more. Enough. You made your point. Yep. That's, I mean, it's grown ass men on that Houston side. And that Nova game was fascinating. They, they, they would get entry posts, entry pass to the post, and guys would look backwards and throw bounce passes to the wing because there just was nowhere to shoot the ball. I get that it wasn't pretty. I get that <laughs> unders were just cashing like nothing. I get all that. Uh, but I, I just, if you love the game and, and the college game in particular, and clearly we do. There were just so many different examples of 
of styles and coaching and just the differences in the level of like talent that a Duke has with a ton of one and one and dones. And you compare it to something like, like a Nova where you can certainly go to the league in a direct kind of a path, maybe not one and done, maybe in a couple, or you can stay for four and, and you can still find a path to the pros and you can be well coached and, and, and find a, and find a way Kansas, same kind of deal. And, and look at what the, what self did, you know, a Remy Martin. I mean, that guy was oh. Arizona state's best player. Uh, and, and he comes there to play Oche Abaji and what he became this year. Uh, just he, what, when you stay, I think there's a stigma sometimes among maybe younger players that think if you don't, if you don't leave, it must mean you're not good enough. No, it means you're going to, means you're going to get better if you stay in a great coach's system uh, and work your butt off. And certainly that's happened with Abaji. A guy like, a guy like, um, like Brown, like what, what he means to them. Like he, he's the one that hit the three. I want to say that made it 43 to 40. And then it was like, there was blood in the water. And the next thing you knew, it was 70 to 45 or something. It was nuts. They flipped the switch there in the second half, but uh, Bill, Bill, Bill mentioned it after the game. And and so I don't feel like I'm telling a story out of school here, but when his father passed, you know, I shared with him my, but my thought, you know, look, I know you feel the same, Steve, like, you like, you know, he'll never leave you. I said, I still talk to my dad in the car, like, 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 a, like a crazy person. And he said, oh, I talk to my dad in games all the time. And he, after that game, he said, I talked to him more lately than I have in a long time. And I'm like, right on. Um, just made me happy for him. Cause you know, I know what that's, I know what a loss is like. Uh, and you, you, you certainly in that moment, you'd have to think about, uh, about his, his pop. And he, and he said as much. So I don't know. I just look at the storylines. I look at the teams. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much more this tournament really could have been, uh, at least to me. It's not, it wasn't perfect. Not every game was great. Uh, and you're looking for a true buzzer beater or whatever, whatever. Fine. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll come in New Orleans or, you know, Monday night. Who knows? Uh, but it's been, um, it's been great. You say you like Carolina, but I think you're doing that Duke thing. You're, you're just you're 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 talking yourself into it. Look at the ability to defend. Also, they're more versatile that way. And like I said, they they they've seen it. They've 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 seen the bad and they've seen the good. Uh, and I just look at their mentality. Like they are, they don't care. I mean, they are just going to keep coming. Uh, and I thought you saw that in the approach to St. Peter's. Like they aren't going to do anything different. They're gonna, come on, come on, stop us. Go ahead, try. Yeah, y'all. Let me know when you're having a good time. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm sitting in my office and I'm looking at the notes I made from our last podcast. It's just a lo- lots of teams that just you know, aren't playing anymore. <laughs> Some of whom haven't been playing in quite a while. Yeah. Speaking of those teams. Hold on. How did Purdue lose to St. Peter's? I, that's what I want to say. How about the Big Ten? What are we okay. doing? What are we listen, doing? Listen, listen, listen. Come on. Listen. We did a thing on the show about the BPI and how the BPI suggested the Mountain West had some overseeded teams. And it made the Mountain West people get extra angry on the bird and fire anger at at me. So when they all got beat in the first round, I tweeted out, you went 0-4. That's 1-11 in the first round since 2016. Like your commissioner says, you got to win some games because guess what? You do. You had no bigger proponent on a nationally televised show than ours. We showed the Mountain West a ton 
because I liked Wyoming. I liked Colorado State. I like Boise State. Who am I missing? San Diego State. Like them a lot, too. Bradley missed some free throws. Or, or, you know, they beat Creighton. But I wasn't wrong in what I said about the Mountain West. And I wasn't in charge of the graphic we put up about some teams being overseeded. That's what BPI suggested. That was true. The Big Ten is more guilty than the Mountain West of flaming out in the tournament. They had nine teams in the tournament, and not one of them made an Elite Eight game. Not one. And only two made the Sweet 16. And what's interesting about predictive models, whether it's a Ken Palm or a BPI or KPI or whichever you prefer, there's a lot of different interesting models and metrics out there. They're all convinced that the Big Ten's good. And if, if the Mountain West managed to game the, the game, so to speak, and created some numbers and other metrics that like them, that in the end, I mean, look, in a one-off situation, anything can happen. We understand that. But when you got nine teams, win some games. you got to win games. And the conference just largely, the last two years, just hasn't. And you can point out how long it's been. I, I, I think they've had seven finalists since their last title in Michigan State. Asterisk, Maryland, 2002. No big deal. ACC at the time. <laughs> but you just, nine in the tournament, you give me somebody that makes it to the Final Four. Or at least give me somebody that's in a regional final. Or, like, you don't lose to St. Peter's. I love Matt Painter. I love that Purdue team. I can't. I'll ne- Look, Kentucky losing to St. Peter's. St. Peter's just made about a billion threes. The St. Peter's game was just an, an uglied up Big Ten game. Win it. You got the lottery player on the floor. They don't. Yeah. I just can't. And, I mean, look, you could look at this team or that team or the other conference as a conference. What are we doing is the question. I don't have an answer. I'll tell you what they're not doing. They're not winning any games. It's amazing. <laughs> they're not they're really playing good. anymore. It's better. No, they're not. No, they're not. Question. I'm listening. Saint, the St. Peter's deal. Okay. Yeah. Like they're going around and I get it. They've captured everything, but it sucks being out at a bar. And room for the other team when you're playing against Cinderella. <laughs> like twice, twice I was out and, you know, a couple pools were in that are getting pretty high stakes. We had to go against St. Peter's and two of them. And I'm telling you, Scott, literally the only person in the bar that is rooting against St. Peter's. And I just have this. I get it. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't the guy cheering for, you know, standing up for Purdue. I was just sitting there taking it all in. But when a guy has, say, 10 Budweiser's and comes over to you and says, yeah. hey, uh, hey, 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 my buddy's uncle, his brother went to St. Peter's. What do I say? Sweet? Cool? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Like, that's what drives me nuts about these. It's like, I get it. Great. Then why do they average 500 people at their home games? Yeah, I don't like it. it, These stories we just take like it just run with. They're just so funny to me because I'm just like, you can't name a player on the team. Like, what do you want me to say that your buddy's uncle's brother? Yeah. Tell your buddy's uncle's brother or whatever. I hope he's having fun. I mean, (laughs) I I hear you, though, because because if you're the one 
if, if you're the one that theoretically benefits financially from, say, Carolina continuing to win in a tournament, mm. you feel or like Villanova. you're or Nova. <laughs> if theoretically, you know, in a high stakes thing, you've got half the final four. No big deal. Yeah. If that. But if you're rooting against St. Peter's, you're like at, standing next to the blackjack table next to the dealer <laughs> screaming, taste it. When the dealer pulls nine on <laughs> dealer has two turns king nine. And you're 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 cheering with the dealer. You're, I get it. But, you know, I enjoy I enjoyed St. Peter's. I don't know who didn't, but ultimately it's from, from a Carolina Duke. They're playing Saturday night, in New Orleans. I'll say it again. I just, I can't get over. I think it's 257 times they've played never in a tournament. Now it's to go to the national championship. That's insane. And if, and if Carolina beats him, it's the end of K. Or K gets to beat him and say, see you later. I, we atone for the, the Cameron loss. This is banana land, all of it. Uh, this week, I'm back. Uh, we're back on some sports centers. And then next week, hello, friends. <laughs> Augusta National. I'm, I, it's just the best. And this year, I think it'll be the most like it's supposed to be in terms of, I, I, don't, I think it's sort of back to what it was prior to COVID, uh, just in terms of how many people will be there, which will Let be. Let them in. That's what I'm saying. I don't have any patrons there. Patrons. That's it, Steve. Patrons. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, we got to get you up there. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, you're going to New Orleans. Correct. How good is that? That's uh, a, the that's best. a win. That's a win. It's the, best, it's the best sporting event, in my opinion. I've never been to Augusta. And for it to be in my favorite state in the country and knowing what that city is capable and seeing how they host things, I cannot wait. It is going to be everything, everything. All right. So, so Stanford, Steve's going to New Orleans. I'm, I'm going to Augusta. So we feel like we're in a pretty good headspace here collectively, right? Other than the fact that, that I'm a six foot six potential melanoma ball. And now I'm worried about it. Now, like, apparently, I, I'm not, this is like months away from me getting in there. I'm just hoping I'm all right. You'll be all right. You look good. I feel good. I mean, I got I got that kind of a more glow. It's more of the glow. I try to slather on a bit more up top so I don't come back looking like Hellboy. <laughs> um, but we're I, I, so I don't think there's anything we need to hate. Like we're we're in a happy space. You got any questions? Anything you want to end on? No, I think that's it. Orioles looking good. Spring training. I've been checking some in. scores. I've been checking yeah. some scores. Yeah, they've been scoring some and not giving up eleven. There so, we go. Progress. I, Nah, optimism is a dangerous thing with that team. Last year, I want to say we swept Boston, and then and then we didn't win as quite as many <laughs> from there. Sort of peaked with the first series. I felt like I, there was a lot of stuff I was thinking about while I was away that I'm like, I got to get to this. But then it's just it, I feel like it's all tournament stuff. Is so, Scotty Scheffler going to be the favorite at Augusta? All right, we'll end on a golf note. He's the world's number one number one ranked player, which is astounding. He's won three of his last six starts. I don't think he'll be the betting favorite because he hasn't played there enough to be that. Got it. It'll be his odds will be short. I mean, Vegas doesn't they don't exist to give away money. So if the guy's going to continue to win at the clip he is that got him to world number one, then how's that bank account look compared to six weeks ago, Scotty? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he, I don't know. He won. He, he won in Phoenix. He won at Bayonne. He won the match play. So I mean. 
Wow. I don't know. He's like 26. Imagine being 20. Imagine when no, I was 20, no, when, I was, no. when I was 26, there was creditors calling a lot. Um, man, I, if, if I did, if I won <laughs> that kind of dough and that short a window, there'd be a suite in Vegas that would <laughs> with your name on it. That, yeah. It would be a gold plated and they would just be nonstop, nonstop uh, room service coming. And lots and lots and lots of times I'd sign my name for a marker. I'd be popular in, in those establishments if I was, but I'm not, I'm old and I'm a different Scotty, but uh, we'll both be at the same place next week. Stay for Steve. If you see him in new Orleans, by all means, Come up and tell him about uh, your brother's uncle's cousin and and who he cheers for. And um, ask him how conflicted he is that he has to kind of root for Carolina because it benefits him financially because it does. And that makes me kind of happy to try to figure out what you do with your emotions. Do you root for the brotherhood or do you root for your pocket? Mm. We'll get that answer. We'll get that answer. Down the road, you guys have a great week.